Welcome to Kids Corner Bible Stories, listening and learning God's big story. Today, God's story, the Bible. Did you know God talks to us through his special book called the Bible? The Bible tells the story about God and God's people. That includes you and me. Have you ever thought of yourself as one of God's people? While God's story has many parts, God is always the main character. Throughout the story, God calls different people to do different jobs. And in the Bible, you can read how people like Moses, Ruth, Esther, David, Mary, Paul, and many others lived out their roles in God's story. As you read the Bible, you will also discover that God is calling you to be in his story. God's big story has six main parts. In part one, God created everything. In the first sentence of the Bible, we meet God doing something beyond our imagination. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is the maker of everything, and the whole world belongs to God. After God created Adam and Eve, He blessed them and told them to take care of and protect His good creation. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Part 2 is a sad chapter because people fell into sin. In the garden, God commanded Adam and Eve, saying... You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. But then along came Satan, the snake who tempted Adam and Eve. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? You will not certainly die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Adam and Eve believed Satan's twisted story, chose not to obey God, and ate the fruit from the tree. Today, we live in a world broken by sin. The good news is that God's story doesn't end there. God showed his love for Adam and Eve. God promised a savior, which means a rescuer, who would come and defeat Satan. In part three, God chose a people. This is the part of the Bible called the Old Testament, where God begins to put his rescue plan into action. Generations after Adam and Eve, God chose a man named Abraham and his family. Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All peoples on earth will be blessed. From Abraham's descendants, God would send the Savior who would defeat Satan. God's story followed Abraham's family for generations. After many years, Abraham's family was very big 
and became the nation known as Israel. Then, God rescued Israel from slavery in Egypt. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Centuries later, God chose a young man named David to be Israel's king. David became a great warrior and hero. Was he the savior God had promised? Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. David was not the promised savior. But David was part of God's plan for an even greater king, the Savior, Jesus. God continued to love his people. God showed his love by sending prophets like Zechariah, who were called by God to bring messages to his people. Return to me, declares the Lord Almighty, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. The prophets, like Jeremiah, called God's people to come back to God over and over again. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I gave them this command. Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you, that it may go well with you. God does not break promises, and God did not forget his promises to his people. The prophet Isaiah proclaimed that the Savior was coming. The Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God would bring his people back to the land he had promised to them and raise up the Savior everyone was waiting for. With this hope, the Old Testament ends. In part four, God sent the Savior. His name was Jesus. But he did not come as a mighty warrior like David. Instead, he came as a tiny baby. Poor shepherds were honored by heavenly angels proclaiming the baby's birth. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The big rescue that God had promised to Adam and Eve had begun. When Jesus was an adult, he was baptized by John the Baptist. And as Jesus prayed there, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. From there, Jesus began his ministry and preached in many villages and towns. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Turn away from your sins and believe the good news. Jesus forgave people's sins. He healed people and even raised them from the dead. Many people followed Jesus and believed that he was the savior, the rescuer that had been promised so many years before. Jesus also challenged many of the incorrect teachings of the religious leaders of his day. The crowds loved Jesus, but the prideful leaders didn't want to recognize that Jesus was the Savior. They were even angry enough to kill him. Why is this fellow talking like that? He's saying a very evil thing. Only God can forgive sins. One night, Judas, one of Jesus' followers, made a deal with the religious leaders. What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? Judas led soldiers to arrest Jesus. Then they took Jesus to Jerusalem to question him. I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, but I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. He has spoken blasphemy! Why do we need any more witnesses? Look! Now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death. Soldiers led Jesus out to be killed. They tore off his clothes and put an old robe on him. They put a crown of thorns on his head and they blindfolded him. And they spit his face on the Yeah, yeah, put him up on the cross. Yeah, kill him. And crucified him. He died. Did Satan win him? No. This brutal act began the most important event of God's story. Since Adam and Eve, death has been the result of sin. But Jesus never sinned. So why did Jesus die? Jesus died in our place on the cross, paying for all of our sins. Three days after Jesus died, God brought him back to life. Jesus won. He conquered not only sin, but also death. Jesus defeated Satan once and for all, just like God had promised Adam and Eve. After his resurrection, Jesus stayed a short time with his followers and then went back up into heaven. In his last conversation with his disciples, Jesus commanded them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them 
to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. The story isn't finished yet. In part five, God sent his spirit. After Jesus returned to heaven, God sent the Holy Spirit to guide the followers of Jesus and invite others to join God's people. In those early years, Christians spread the story throughout the Roman Empire. These missionaries were called by God to tell the good news that Jesus died and rose again. But Jesus' command to spread the story and build his kingdom didn't stop with those early missionaries. Christians have continued to live out this command for 2,000 years. You have a place in God's story. Jesus said, I am sending you, just as the Father has sent me. God chose people to join him and help him. The Israelites, the disciples, and the early church. Today, you are invited to participate in what God is doing. God is working now, and he is calling you to find your place in the story of the Bible. We know the end of the story, that one day all of creation will be restored. God will make all things right again. That is God's promise to us, and we can learn more about that here in part six of the story. The last chapter of Revelation gives us a clear picture of what God's creation looks like when it's restored. God's kingdom will come in full, and His rule will be forever on earth, just like it has always been in heaven. A loud voice from God's throne proclaims, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and He will dwell with them. They will be His people, and God Himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. And so the story of the Bible ends by describing Jesus coming back and restoring all things here on earth. God will again walk with his people, just as he did with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Finally, the Bible ends with this promise. Behold, I am coming soon. When we know Jesus as our Savior, his return isn't something that we should be afraid of. We look forward to and even long for his return when he makes all things right. As a result, when we hear about his return, we can confidently say the words that the Bible ends with. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. If you would like to read more about God's rescue plan for his people, you can check out the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the first books in your Bible's New Testament. Or you can start reading the early stories about God and his people in Genesis. It's the first book in your Bible's Old Testament. Listen to more stories like these at kidscorner.net. Kids Corner is a production of Reframe Ministries.